so I walk up and I said, you guys sell on Amazon, right? And immediately one of the guys says no, and one of the girls says yes. Well, now we know what the truth is. <laughs> the girl was me in every situation. <laughs> Everybody's trying to be like cool and shy, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Lori, what's up? Hey, man, I just got home from work. Oh, yeah, you sound kind of down. What happened? <sighs> well, you know, I don't know. I like my job okay and everything, but I just feel so unfulfilled. Yeah, I know that nine to five life can be tough. Yeah, I hardly see my husband and kids. I just, I wish I could be there for them more. You know what I mean? Well, you should try doing what I did. I started selling on Amazon. I can do this in my own time and from anywhere. When I wake up in the morning, I'm wealthier than I was the night before. Seriously, that's amazing. But where did you learn all that? I heard about this guy who built his multi-million dollar Amazon business off of a single dime. He now has a team of coaches and they teach you exactly how to build a business on Amazon. <laughs> Where can I learn more? Justonedime.com slash start. You'll get 90 minutes of seriously helpful training and it's free. Justonedime.com slash start. You're listening to the Kniep and It Real Jodcast. This is your host, Seth Kniep. What's up, guys? This is Seth Kniep, Kniep and It Real, and this is... Ashley Lands. What's up, guys? Today is a very special episode because we're going to be talking about China. Woohoo! I'm I can't excited. say that without thinking of Trump's China. 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 We were thinking about doing a video where like I did this long talk like we went to China and we absolutely love China. Here's what we learned in China. And every time I say China, why? Trump's face comes up and he says China. Like, first of all, I don't understand why you didn't. Like no matter what you feel about him, you have to see the entertainment you can't value. Help. It's, he's like, memeable. Yeah. Graham, every, every every celebrity at some level or politician is memeable. Whatever they are. Exactly. Like yeah. they just anyone with that much energy and gumption, like good or bad, they are exactly. memeable. Exactly. I'm sorry. You know you are. You got to leverage it. Yeah. You know you are. And we're excited because <laughs> We've been, I with my team or part of our team have been in China for two weeks. We just got back a couple days ago and a lot of you guys have said, Seth, one of my biggest concerns, what I feel is the biggest threat to uh, selling an Amazon is the Chinese seller selling an Amazon, the copycats, the people, you know, seeing my idea and then they reproduce it and they right. try to take my idea, whether it's trademark or patented or they're hijacking my listing. So we decided to fly to China and to talk to them ourselves. We even found a business park, walked into the business park. We got in through security. I'm not going to tell you how we did. We weren't supposed to, but our, let me just say our Chinese staff are awesome. And we got in and we went into this massive building. We went all the way up to level eight because our thought was if we get into level eight and the security guards start looking at us funny, <laughs> we'll just rush into the elevator, go down <laughs> to the next level, then the next level. So start at the top. And we were able to walk by and see these Amazon sellers in China, in this office, hundreds of them working on Amazon listings. Then we walk over in the next room, you see them taking photos of their products. I almost felt guilty, Ashley. The third room was this room full of products. Oh my Products gosh. going to Amazon and they're boxing them up and they're about to ship them out. Except when we walked in, no one was in there. So we just kind of had free reign. We're right, walking like around seeing out. all these products. I mean, it felt so good. You like see the process. Exactly. And we got to talk to a ton of Chinese nationals. And I want you guys to know we have a ton of helpful tips and understanding of why Chinese Amazon sellers do what they do and why I'm convinced they are not the biggest threat. 
yeah. at all. There's something we're missing as Europeans or Westerners or Americans. Those of you guys who are not in China, there's something we're missing. We have the greatest advantage, and today we're going to talk about what that advantage is. But I pass the mic on to Ashley. Dong! I, I'm super excited that you guys had that experience because no matter what, if you love Amazon, if you're interested in Amazon, you're just jumping on, like it's such a key component. Like Asia and Amazon are synonymous, like yes. the sourcing, the whole thing. And so in that right, like the fact you got to see it up close and personal is really interesting. Exactly. I'm doing the same thing. I was like, it is. I'm trying to not my, look at you like, like with this in between my eyes and I'm going cross-eyed. I so feel like, like a unicorn. Turning it this way. I did this. That's why I was That asking. is what it's like. That is what it's like to be a unicorn. You have yeah. this thing sticking up from your forehead all the time, but they probably don't even see it. Dude, see, Seth is scared of my unicorn meme. I'm Anytime I'm unicorns. making a joke, I send this like unicorn meme and apparently everyone in the office Can thinks it's please explain why with the latest iOS <laughs> update when you go to the keyboard and you go to the emoji <laughs> section, there's like eight unicorn options. I've never sent a unicorn in my life. I'm not mad. But it puts it, it's like they're trying to force me to use them. They are. This is like propaganda. Yeah, it's, I, I don't get what's behind it. I'm really not sure, but it's funny to me. Um, but no, I think it's really great that you guys had this experience because it's like a lot of people are intimidated by just the whole um, complete side of, I don't understand Chinese suppliers. I don't right. know how to talk to them. Um, what are some things that you experienced that might help to like, that you can leverage yeah. when you're thinking? Yeah. So the first thing is understanding what we have and what Chinese Amazon sellers don't. And I, I want everyone listening to this podcast because I know some of you guys are Chinese. This isn't about Westerners versus Easterners. This is not what this is about at all. Right. I'm just bringing out a reality that the majority of Westerner Amazon sellers who have sold on Amazon for any time would probably say the biggest threat to the success of my store is Chinese Amazon sellers. Yeah. That's what they would say. And so to go back to your question, the first thing you can do is recognize you understand your customer better than someone in China. And in fact, we had this lady there, She it was so cool, she explained to us, she said, Seth, listen, because they control our media, for example, you know, I was watching the news one evening and they're about to have an American reporter come on, immediately the screen goes black because they control what kind of media you can receive. Something that is so easy to take for granted right. in the land of the, the home of the, uh, how do you say it? <laughs> the land of the free and the, the home, home of the, the brave. brave. Thank you, <laughs> I about it, couldn't even say it right. But you know, it's so easy to take for granted the freedom of speech. And I know we as Americans like to take advantage of it and go too far and we get ridiculous. But right. imagine being in a country where all the news you receive on the radio, every single TV station, everything you see, even the internet, is monitored, it is, there's a super strong surveillance going on. And so it's, they're controlling what you see. So because of that, they don't have an understanding of the customer. And what I, the reason I say the customer is the customer is usually European or American. Right, absolutely. Because they, they pay more money. Yeah, I mean, well, just generally speaking, like what they have access to over there is different. So yeah. like we do have that consumer side. Like when I'm thinking about something on Amazon, I can think about it from both sides of the you wall. Are like, the customer, ah, I've been a customer. You're the seller, yeah, exactly. But they are only the seller. Right. Because they're not selling to themselves. I mean, obviously, some Chinese sell to Chinese, obviously. Right. But we're talking about Amazon. There, there actually, there is no Chinese Amazon now. Yeah. Jeff Bezos pulled that plug a few months back. So they are selling to Westerners. They yeah. don't understand Westerners. So if I grew up in China and I was in their situation, where would I go to understand the Westerner mindset? Yeah. I would look at listings. Right. I would copy those <laughs> listings yeah. and I would under freaking cut the price of those 
products. Because you're Because closer. I'm in China. You're leveraging what you have. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a native. I can go next door to the factory and get a lower <laughs> price. And I'm just going to be really blunt. And I know some of you guys are going to go, Seth, what's wrong with you? Lots of things. Trust me. My family will tell you that. But in the meantime, I digress. If, if I grew up in China... Ashley, I would do the exact same thing they are doing because yeah. that's all I know. That's all I got. And I'm trying to survive. And I would create 15, 20, 30 Amazon stores and keep hustling, hustling, hustling. And I know some of you guys are like, Seth, that so pisses me off. Just for a moment, listen and understand where they're coming from and understand you have a much greater advantage as a Westerner much greater advantage because you know the customer. You can build a brand that people love and they can never compete with that. Yeah, I mean, think about, if you really think about it, if you've ever surprised yourself or you've ever been in a situation where you looked back at it and you're like, wow, I really surprised myself, maybe good, maybe bad. A lot of times it spawns from you being in a situation that you didn't previously expect to be in. Yes. And if you look at it from that point of view, you put yourself in someone else's shoes, they're doing what they feel is available yes. to them. And first of all, it's probably very normal. To them, oh, yeah. it's not like an ethical conundrum. No, to them, it's, it's totally just, moral. There are certain morals we have that we're used to, we're accustomed to. I'll give you an example. So in China, if there's a fat kid, they'll say, hey, fat kid, come here. <laughs> that is not sorry, rude. Not that is funny. Not, no, no, but I get it. I know it. it's I true I know why you're laughing I've because I've seen this story. They're just being blunt. Yeah. They're being blunt because that's how their culture is. To Americans, like, oh, you offended someone. Like, hold on now. You're from a different culture. So your morality is very affected by your context. Yeah. So just for a moment, take your head out of your butt. Sorry, people. <laughs> look at it from another perspective. And I promise your eyes will open. You'll begin to see the world isn't all about the American right. or the European. There are other people in this world with good intentions. They are not the enemy. And the best thing you can do is start to understand them. Yeah. And then you can crush them in business. And, and I promise you that's how it works. That's global, though. That's yes. a global emotional thing. I remember. Yes. So when I lived in Florida, <laughs> there's a lot of Brazilian families. Right. And I love Brazilian culture. Like they're so family oriented. But I'll never forget being at my pool in Miami. And I don't know if you've been to Miami. Yes. Women don't wear a lot of clothes there. Yes. It is what it is. <laughs> well, this family was at a pool. And where I lived, there were people that were local and tourists there as well. Right. And this woman had on a very small bikini. I don't even notice. Like, it kind of, like, blows past right. me. Right, you're so used to it. The family on vacation, the mother was not happy because she <laughs> had boys. And she kind of chose to have a really negative attitude and, and say something to the woman. Right. And the Brazilian mom that was there with her daughters and son... The, fa the family leaves. They kind of basically insulted her right. and then chose to leave. And my question was kind of like, why didn't you just leave? Right. And the Brazilian mom, I see her, she cusses, we're all sitting together. She says, you know what? She's like, I'm, I just want to point something out. She says, you see my sons? They're swimming. They don't even notice you. They're right. in their own element. And she goes, right. in our culture, it's not a big deal. It's not something to be ashamed of or make someone right. feel bad about. And so we kind of all had this nice conversation and I was like, what a welcoming spirit she had to like comfort the other lady. But the point of that story is, is different cultures, depending on how you're exactly. raised, it may not even affect you negatively. Right. Exactly. Perhaps it could, but not always. And I think that's the point we have to really strive sometimes to like look at it from someone else's perspective exactly. before it's we put them down. It's hard for us to see we're coming from a perspective right. and to have an attitude like, well, my perspective yeah. is the perspective. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you guys, if, if you just spent a year in China, 
walking around working with Chinese people, understanding all the privileges we have in America that they don't have. Right. The fact that they have to log into a VPN even to try to get onto Google, so they use Baidu instead. Like all these different limitations that they have. Transportation, oh my goodness. Like you do not get the ride. If you walk across the street and jaywalk, you put your life at risk because the driver has the right away. So if they run over you, you could be sued for damages to their car that your body caused, even though you are broken in the hospital. Wow. Like it's crazy. But just things that we just take for granted or don't really think about. And we, our first reaction is, oh, that's so ridiculous. Wait a minute, what if you grew up in China and you're used to that? The attitude if you move to America would be gratitude. Right. So with what they have to work with, they are hustling with what they have. Now, just for a minute, because I know a lot of you guys out there are saying, well, Seth, how do I succeed on Amazon? Like if this is the case and there are Chinese sellers, what do I do because they're undercutting my price? And that is a totally legitimate concern. Yeah. And I'll just take a moment to explain. Your number one power is that you understand the customer best, which means you can build a brand, which means you can relate to the customer. I'm talking about not just how you do your listing, because yes, of course I can copy your listing. Yeah. I'm also talking about the communication after the sale, building that relationship, drawing them into a Facebook group, sending them emails, providing a blog, all those things that they can never beat you on, right. you can absolutely beat them on. And that's what I mean by building a brand. So instead of just getting upset, well, wait a minute, someone else got the sale because they undercut me, just for a moment, avoiding the whole patent trademark issues, which you can totally do something about. We've right. done it hundreds of times. There's many things you can do, like a copy infringement report. I'm talking about the relationship you build after the cha-ching. Building a relationship with that customer builds a brand. Yeah. It's the same reason people, I know we talked about this last time, someone walks in and they're like, hey, I want Nike. You were talking about a store you went into. Yeah. Can you tell that story about yeah. it's Nike? Okay, it's so, so good, you guys. So I'm in New York and like sneaker drops are such a big thing in New York. And I was, I think it was for Hirachi, which is one of the Nike shoes. And so I'm in the area. I'm like, oh, I want to see what's in the store. So I get in the line and of course it's a line, like a taped off ticker tape line. Right. And um, there's like kids in front of me on the weekend and maybe 16, 17, and this lady stops in front of the group in front of me, and she's like, oh, what are you guys doing? And he's like, oh, we're, we're waiting, you know, for the new Nike yeah. drop, for the Hirachi. Yeah. And she's like, why? And he just, like, puts his hands up, and he's like, it's Nike. <laughs> and his like, point of it, it. It's is Nike. such that's a brand that he's like, this, this is, you don't understand, it's Nike. And that's the point that you can create something that resonates with people so much that yes. they're like, well, I don't get it, it's Nike. And, and even if a Chinese Amazon seller created a duplicate, same listing and everything, but they can't use the word Nike. Yeah. It wouldn't get the sales it gets. Why? Because the uh, the Nikeans they took the time you like that to build the brand. <laughs> they took the time to invest in their customer and build something that they love, and yeah. that gives you all the advantage in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And so for you guys being there, what's something that's like? I'm sure you learned a lot. What's something that's immediately applicable to everybody here? Like, what are some things? Because sometimes shifting your mindset helps you move forward. Like, yeah. what are some things that you can do? in that arena. Yeah, so it starts with communication. So it's like when you go to a different country, what is the biggest inhibition immediately? It's understanding the language. This is why I'm going back to China with my family and I'm taking two months to learn the language. We're gonna have a video title called, because myself and Dan are gonna do it, two dudes from, in, uh, from uh, not England, <laughs> who speak English, <laughs> two English dudes go to China for two months to learn from two Chinese teachers. And we're going to see how much Chinese we can learn. That's awesome. So the biggest inhibition is understanding the language. It's communication. Yeah. So one way to quickly understand the difference between a very good listing on Amazon and a bad one is you look at the language. 
and you can quickly tell if it's written by Chinese who is not native or by someone whose native English native language is English. Right. If it's an exact copy, you just go to Amazon, you fill out what's called an infringement form or infringement report, and you show them that they copied your listening word for word. Amazon will take it down. Okay. They have to, by law, because it's copyright. Even if I don't go to the copyright office, <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> you guys can choose to keep it or take it. I don't know. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I've been holding it in for like 10 minutes. When you put your finger up, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to stop or not. Like this the, is a first. The demon coming out of my face. Okay. Anyway, so continue. You fill, out, you fill out the copy infringement form. Okay. And by law, Amazon has to take it down because even if I didn't register it with the copyright office, right. it's still copyright. Like if I grab a piece of paper right now and I write a story, once upon a time... <laughs> There was a lady named Lucy, and she came from the village of Pickleberry. And I just literally wrote a story right now. Right, it if comes I out of your that, brain. Exactly, it is copyrighted. Yeah, by law. So if they copy, they can use the same words, of course. There's no copyright in using the word, right. you know, coffee mug. But if the word for word positioning is the same, yeah. that's the first practical thing you can do is leverage the language difference. So someone's copying your listing. Uh, title or bullet points or description or the photo, right. you fill out that form. Now, if you're not brain registered, you get one form. If you are brain registered, you get a different form. Amazon will respond a lot faster to those who are brain registered, which of goes course. back to getting a trademark. Yeah. So you can get brain registered because they treat you as sort of like more premium. Right. Yeah. Because you, the level you of took your account. The well, you took the time and you, right. know, you did this and that. But either way, there is recourse for you from day one on. Exactly. So that's really awesome to think about that there are things you can do to make sure everybody's following the rules. Like Amazon right. has your back. They're trying to make sure it's a fair game no matter what it is. Right. So I think that's great. I actually, I have a question that might fit into this with someone yeah. from YouTube. Um, so it says, question please, is it a reasonable expectation that a supplier on Alibaba would be able to match their own listing on 1688? Could there be a reason they would need to charge more? I sh she went on to say, I showed a supplier, a screen clip, and she said they wouldn't budge. So yeah. this is a, a, a great example. Yeah. So this is real, I love that you brought this up because <laughs> when we were inside this business park, yeah. um, I don't wanna use the word spy, but you know, uh, watching. You were observing. Chinese, observing as <laughs> tourists. Observing you as are, tourists. You were observing. <laughs> watching Chinese Amazon sellers, it was so cool. Yeah. Can't wait to share. By the way, for those of you guys who are members, you get like a full training on this. I just want you guys to know, for those of you guys who are members, who so happen to go to justwithnime.com slash freedom, you get inside training on all of this. Yeah. Like video clips, everything. But back to the question. So we were walking through the business park and we came up to this big title in the storefront. And so I turned to one of my Chinese staff and I said, what does that say? Mm. She goes, Seth, this is 1688. I said, what do you mean? She goes, this is 1688. It's training for 1688 sellers. And I thought, you gotta be kidding me. So what we do for Amazon sellers, they're doing for 1688 for sellers. For sourcing. Exactly. So like tell people that don't know what 1688 is. Okay. So it's Excellent. that's not as common. 1688 is kind of like the Chinese version of Alibaba. It's actually owned by Alibaba, but they tend to have, some are the same, some are different suppliers on 1688. It was originally created for people in China who buy from Chinese, okay. which is why the prices tend to be lower. So if I'm a supplier on 1688.com, right. it's all in Chinese, guys. So even Google Translate will not do it justice. You gotta get someone to translate it for you. And they're selling this super cool Jocko mug on there. I'm sorry, Jocko Roscoe, I forget. Anyways, if they're selling this super cool mug on there. If they're selling it on 1688, then chances are the price is a lot lower than on Alibaba. Because in Alibaba, they know they're selling to European American uh, companies right. on 1688 they're only selling it to Chinese so to answer the question 
there's a lot of suppliers who are not on Alibaba who are on 1688 and some that are. Okay. So yes, it's very possible that the same supplier could be on both platforms. Right, which in this case they right, were. Right, which they are. And if they are, you could buy from either. If you, if my question is, find out if the price in 1688 is lower, because it very possibly could be. Well, yeah. So she's that. That's what they're, they're saying here. Mm-hmm. I don't have the handle in front of me, so I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. But it said. Um, they showed the supplier a screen clip from their own and they wouldn't budge on the price. So, I mean, just generally speaking, let's try and put ourselves in their shoes. Maybe why. So they're saying the 68 price was lower? Mm -hmm. And they asked them to match it on Alibaba. Right. Yeah, they won't. And they're not going to. They have no reason to because they already know (laughs) you're not from China. So of course, (laughs) they know you got the money. Of course, they're not going to. They're they're business and they're being smart. Yeah. Here's what I would do. I would play dumb. I would go get a Chinese sourcing agent. If you're in the membership, you have access to a ton of them in the community. Just ask, hey, any sourcing agents in here who can help me? Okay, okay. so members get the elite treatment, guys. Um, go in there, ask for one, and say, look, can you go to this product and reach out and ask them about MOQs, minimum order quantities, et cetera? They're not going to give you a higher price, most likely, because you are Chinese. They don't know there's an American gotcha. or European behind it. So that's the strategy you can use. So you can definitely, and, and that's a, just another great point of like sometimes leveraging the community and things like yes. that. You know, Resources. like you have to th- you have to think about it. Like you cannot become Chinese. You cannot be buying in China. However, you could leverage a national to help you with that community. Exactly. And it's it still goes in the point and the way of saying that community makes you stronger yes. than, than like a face-to-face fight. Like, okay, so there's a community issue. Find someone to like bridge that gap. Right. And I think that that's a great thing to think about of like instead of, Jeff Bezos says it, right? Be very firm on the end goal, but be very flexible on how you're gonna get there. It's really powerful. So that's another point of, well, maybe they're not gonna budge because you're not Chinese. However, you might be able to find someone to help you in the negotiation. I think that's just something that we have to think about as sellers of, like, what can I do? How can I change my mindset and relate to them in a way that helps like make that community? I and heard if, you met some like fun. I actually saw your picture. I heard you met one? some some sellers in the mall. Was oh it the goodness. mall? Oh my goodness! It was at a coffee shop. So we're at okay. a coffee shop in Shanghai. Hey, Marcy. I already know what you're going to say. What, what was I going to say? That Just One Dime's Amazon FBA Mastery Membership is showing thousands of students in over 100 countries how to build a legitimate, scalable well, business. Yeah, but... And that Just One Dime teaches you out of their own Amazon experience as they sell and make literally millions yes, on Amazon. that's true. And that they are the only Amazon training providing three to five hours of live coaching every single uh, week. Yes, very And true. that several of these students are now multi-millionaire. Okay, okay, okay. Yes and yes, but I, what I really wanted to tell is you is to sign up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I already did. But where did you go? Justonedime.com/freedom. You heard it. That is justonedime.com/freedom. And Shanghai is like this massive, huge, super advanced city. We're sitting there. I'm sitting there. I'm working. And one table over are three Chinese talking. And they're holding this product. I'll tell you guys what it is in a minute because everyone wants to know. <laughs> Which cracks me up. Because I promised the product is not always going to make you money. It's the brand you build around it. But we'll talk about that in a second. And I'm just working. And so I walk up and I said, 
you guys sell on Amazon, right? And immediately one of the guys says no, and one of the girls says yes. Well, now we know what the truth is. <laughs> the girl was me in every situation. <laughs> Everybody's trying to be like cool and shy. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the funny part is, I think he was feeling a little protective. Because right. you can tell I don't look very Chinese yeah, at all. Yeah. And so for those of you guys not watching, I have red hair. That should give it away right there. So so I said, look, guys, it's totally fine. I saw on Amazon too. And I said, just you know, tell me, what are you guys doing? What are you working on? It turns out. So she and another guy are the sellers and this other guy from Hong Kong, which that also turned into another interesting conversation in light of what's happening with Hong Kong. The other guy is the supplier. And they were working together and they were holding this headlamp and talking about it and looking at it like a headlamp, a lamp you put on your head for like if you go into a cave or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I saw your face. You're like, what is that? (laughs) And and they were talking about, they had like all these papers out and they had all these details, like Like the specs specs and stuff. And it was so fascinating to see them in their element. Yeah. And I explained to them, we're here to learn better how you guys do what you do. And that made them look at me a little funny. And I said, but also you guys can learn from us what we do. In fact, we're, we're from two different countries. There is no reason we have to be at war with each other. Of course, we're going to compete. Yeah. You guys have advantages we can't compete with. We also have advantages you'll never be able to compete with. And that's totally fine. That's called the free market, baby. Like that? Yeah. That's what makes it worth it. Guys, can I just take a moment? Think about how Nike started. Think about how Ford started. They didn't put their energy into complaining about the competition. They did something about it. They decided to put all that energy into a solution. And I love what you said earlier, Ashley. You talked about the value of the community. In my mind, there's always four assets. There's people at the top, then there's time, then there's knowledge, then there's money. And that order of importance, people, time, knowledge, and money. If we value people the most, because in people, you actually get the other assets. You get right. time, knowledge, and money. Yeah. And people are amazing and unique, heartbreaking and amazing. <laughs> like they're, they're like people are powerful. Yeah. So if you look at it that way, the power of networking and getting the right people to work with you or for you or learning from people over you becomes a huge asset. I mean, pretty much exactly what you did when you started saying, look, guys, I want to be part of this community. And we started talking. Right. You valued people. You saw the value of the people at Just One Dime. And look what that's beginning to do in your life. Right. I had to do the same thing and continue to have to do the same thing every day. So again, instead of seeing the Chinese seller as, oh, that's the enemy. No, they're competition. Learn from them. Leverage them. Heck, if you even need to fly to China to learn like we did. Yeah. Do it. I mean, absolutely. I think sometimes... It's a lot, I hear a lot of people say, like talking to current members and potential members and everybody even just interested in Amazon, one of the main things that people are concerned about is the sourcing, is the products. Yes. Because it's so foreign and not saying that you don't want to do it, but just the idea of like, oh, I'm going to communicate with someone that is like completely, like that's across the globe, but mentally we're also very, we're very separate. Absolutely. And so if you start to try and think mentally and go through these checklists of like, well, what is important to them? What do they think like? How can I think like them? You're going to get a lot further than if you're like, oh, we're just so different. We can't (laughs) find. I mean, that's how sometimes people give up before they get started. They're like, I can't do it. And I mean, I understand it's it's overwhelming to think about it. But when you just start to say, let me put myself in their shoes for a minute, because this is going to be part of your business for the whole time is I mean, you uh, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's, so it's now a part of your life. Yeah. Try and fill in the gap of what does it feel like? What does it look like? Yeah. It'll start to make it at least have a human aspect. And that aspect will make you like, it's more joyful for me when it's not a disconnect, when you're yeah. trying to like bridge that gap. You know what I really respect is when Chinese do the same. So what you just mentioned, 
they decide they're going to come to America, learn from Americans, learn the language, yeah. graduate from a college, then go back to China and take the power of knowledge of two countries, put it together and build a business that does over 20 million a year, which is exactly what one of my suppliers does. So wow. we walked into this boardroom. Um, so I have this contact for a particular product that we are developing. Okay. And she thought it was going to be me and one other person. I didn't explain how many. And we walked in. That's because like, you're like people. such a, you're like such a bring everyone person. You're like two people. Well, we could do 10. 10 is great. Why not? <laughs> it's, her eye, like, she's just really small Chinese lady. She, her eyes were so big. She's like, I thought you would bring two. I said, is it okay? We brought all these people. She's like, oh, it's fine. That's why so it's called the in. John squad. Exactly. <laughs> she brought us into this table. And we waited there for about 30 minutes. So we're looking at all these products that have been designed. Cool. And we're waiting. We're talking. We have our camera set up. And all of a sudden, in walks the owner. And what really floored us is the first words out of his mouth were, hey guys, and he said it just like that. Like this totally Chinese dude, and he's like, hey guys, how's it going? What are you guys doing? So you're from America, like totally English accent. And like think, imagine being in China for 10 days, and everyone has it, who does speak English is very broken or has a very strong accent. Right. And this guy completely sounds American. <laughs> Turns out he came to America. He graduated from MIT. He has a degree. He's a chemical engineer. He went to America to learn America, That's to learn great. English, to learn the Americans and how they think, the Westerners. Then he went back to China and now he's leveraging the power of both really smart yeah he's arbitraging himself <laughs> i mean that's arbitrage he's, is, that's right great. I, I, i'm all he's about moving, it i'm all about it literally moved himself yeah. from one currency uh, i don't know how you say it but the currency level to another country learned from it then came back to leverage the lower cost of labor in china right and his contacts and they are crushing it at every level i'm sure i can't help but respect that instead yeah. of being intimidated by that why don't i say you know I can learn something from this guy. Yeah. I don't have to like him. Doesn't matter. Who cares? This isn't personal. He is smart. And if I will not have the arrogance to criticize and have the humility to say, there are things I can learn from him so I can get better, that is power. That is yeah. strength. And so I came back so enlightened from the multiple conversations he and I had. Now he's working on a product. He's a chemical engineer. We're bringing a product from the US to him that he'll break down chemically so he can reproduce it. We already have contact with a Chinese lawyer to protect us. Right. Really quick tip on the side he shared with me. I'll pass it on to you guys. He's like, do business with rich people because they have lots to lose. He's like, it's hey, smart. It's a point. It's a point. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He's like, he's like, I have a lot to lose, Seth. So if I try to undercut you, I'd be in really big trouble. Like, I'm a U.S. citizen. You can go like, oh, that's good. I can totally go after you if I need to. <laughs> but, uh, but it, I mean, it makes it makes sense. Like, if you look at it, is why would he undercut you? Because, like, legally... Um, no, I get really hurt. I, I think, but that's cute. That's also it's cute and like transparent at the same time that he like chose yeah. to share that with you. Yeah. Um, but it sometimes it goes with like a very basic. So I speak a little bit of Arabic, and it's fun because a lot of you speak Arabic a little bit because you look so Arabic. I know, and uh, it's, <laughs> how, it's how did you come to previous speak relationship? Mom is from Turkey, and I used to like cook with her, and she would teach me, and and I know enough that like in New York, um, a lot of people that you meet, like especially Uber drivers, a lot yeah. of them speak it. Oh, yeah. and and I always, for one, they're surprised because, right, right, and and isn't it fun? It's very Being fun. Blue eyed blonde, and all of a sudden, boom! Like I love doing this with the little Chinese I know. It comes down <laughs> to be like a respect thing. They totally. feel very respected that you had enough of an interest that you would, you know, take it and act upon it. Absolutely. And I think it'll be very interesting to see you as you grow in the language. You're really good, by the way. 
I just know a few terms. Zao Chong Hao, that means good morning, or Wo Hen Hao Nina, which means I am well, how are you? Um, and I'm very proud to say my teacher, she's really good. And I okay. told her from the beginning, I said, I want zero American accent, zero. Mm. So she is very strict. Like she's a kind of teacher, imagine her with a ruler, she's she slaps like, you. She's like me with a, as a mom. Again. Okay. <laughs> I, when I'm a mom, it's be like, what? <laughs> nope, say that again. <laughs> no, that's not right, say it again. So to a point where when I was in China, I would just randomly say something like I'd say, Zao Shang Hao, which is good morning. And the other Chinese person would just go off in Chinese. Like they would like say 15 sentences and I look at them like, mi mi comprende un poquito español. No habla Chinese. <laughs> because the accent is good. Yeah. But for what little I know, I know yeah. it well. And our goal is in two months to understand the language. And back to what you said, Ashley, not only does it show them respect, it also allows us to negotiate better yeah. with our Chinese suppliers. And it gives us an advantage being one of the co-founders of Just One Dime. Right. We can help members so much more because the more we understand the suppliers, and I put this in quotes, the threat. Yeah. I'm using my fingers, guys. For those <laughs> quote, of you listening, quote. I just did the little quote, quote thing, <laughs> which I hate cliches. But it helps us to understand it better. So you who are trying to build your business yeah. can do it the right way. You do not have to be afraid. In fact, here's what I would say. If you're afraid of Chinese Amazon sellers, if you're afraid of suppliers, if you're afraid of spending money to make money, any of those things, don't stop being afraid. Just dive headfirst into the fear. Like run into the fear and say, bring it on. I want all the fear. And I promise you, your fear will go down. Exhilaration will go up. Your adrenaline will kick in. You will become so much stronger and fuller. Like kind of like how you've handled ever since the mosquito bite. And I respect it. And I've been able to watch Ashley over the last several weeks now, and I'm getting to know her better. The way you handle it, if you're not feeling well, or if you're, you're feeling crappy, you, you, your attitude is positive. You never freaking complain. <laughs> Thank you. I don't think I've ever heard you complain once. It's... I don't think I can get her to complain. And that's why she's gonna crush it. That's why you're already crushing it just in life. Yeah, thank because you. Because you choose to take ownership. Like, you know what? I'm hurting, I'm suffering, trying to figure this thing out with the doctors. I don't want to say too much. Yeah, no, it's, we good? it's okay. it, you're, you're totally so, good. Okay. So you're, some days she doesn't feel good. If it's really hot, she feels really crappy. Yeah. But she keeps going. And if she needs to stop and take a rest, she does. She's not stupid about it. Right. But she has the mentality of, I'm going to get through this. Yeah. I've seen people overcome cancer with that mentality. See, yeah. that is facing your fear. The hardest part is not knowing what exactly is wrong. Yeah. And yet you go and you face it. And that, I hope everyone listening right now can take hope and encourage with whatever physical malady you may be going through. I promise you there is hope, there's an opportunity. There's a reason you're going through this. This morning, my daughter was feeling really crappy and I sat down next to her and I put my arm around her. He's like, please don't touch me. I'm like, okay, because she hates being touched. She's sick. She's like a cat I'm like then. Kind of I'm like, like that when I'm, I'm like a cat. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm a very affectionate person. <laughs> so it's like one of my la love languages yeah, yeah, yeah. is touch. So the time with my kids, I'm like, oh, are you okay? But I, okay, I get it, it's fine. And she's, um, she's like, I feel really bad. I said, listen, I used to get terrible headaches to the point where I would like be on the floor weeping. Yeah. Like unbelievable, people commit suicide over cluster headaches. Yeah. And if there's any one thing God taught me in that suffering was this, allow it to make you stronger. It'll help you to be more humble. It'll help you to be more receptive to people and it'll make you deeper as a person. Yeah. And I see that happening with you. Thank you. And that's you. powerful and I, everyone listening can take hope with that. I had a conversation with someone recently. She didn't really know that I was sick and it just kind of came up in conversation. She was said, uh, you're such a happy person. And I said, one thing that I had to kind of be really introspective about and I'll give you a reference to kind of get where my head 
like, headspace was, I watched Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. Hmm. And I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I've heard of it. I need to watch you it. You really need to watch <laughs> it. And someone told that to me. And, and if you see the level of like unbelievable heartache that he went through hmm. and his attitude towards it to see him come out on the other side, the thing to remember, and I, I told myself this because it's called the pursuit of happiness. He was hmm. not happy when That's he was doing that. He's pursuing, he's he, going for it. And so he talks about it through the movie. And the point of that being is I had to tell myself, you know what? I don't actually have to be happy hmm. to still accomplish things. Hmm. Not saying that that's not the goal, not saying that I can get there, but do I feel happy every day when I wake up and sometimes I feel really bad? No, no not. one wants to wake up and feel terrible. And it would be fake to pretend like one's happy. That's fake positive mentality. Like, oh, I'll just pretend. No, yeah. be honest about it. I feel like crap right now. And I just <laughs> kind of had to say, I don't have to wallow in it or jump yes. off in it, but like I can still accomplish things in this state and I think it's helping me sustain and like make better decisions yeah. and no it's it's not easy like my health right now is a, is a struggle and the insurance in this country is absolutely like abhorrent <laughs> but you just have to take it Sorry all <laughs> it's because it's true <laughs> if you've ever dealt with it you know well just just, um, just a little bit of encouragement <laughs> I have a friend whose appendix burst while he was in China and you know insurance and everything it's supposed to be really good and paid for and all that it was absolutely horrible. He's oh like, Seth, God. I was dying to get back into the US. And <sighs> you're right, insurance here is like a freaking headache. Yeah. But like the care he got, they were treating him for something different than what it was. Mm. So finally he got back to the US and it's a long plane flight. Yeah, so oh poor guy. Whatever encouragement that is. <laughs> uh, it, it, the, the point being is you just sometimes take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. And, and that is like your mindset, like we talk about it a lot. Your mindset is like, well, you can give up. You can, no matter right. what it is, you can. You can just say like, ah, I throw in the towel, that's it. Yeah. And, or you can say, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna keep going and usually, you will find a way. That's the whole point of this. So with Amazon, it's like you are, I, I look at it as a Rubik's cube hmm. because if you know like the base of a Rubik's cube, you have to twist it in different directions. Mm -hmm. And it's so you're doing things in certain things. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm totally fumbling over my words I know words what you mean, for, to get to that a certain analogy. point. You have to do a whole lot of stuff to yes. get to an angle. So you're doing Amazon. So right. now you're dealing, you're clicking, trying to build an Amazon store. And now yeah. you're twisting the other way, trying to find a supplier. And ooh, maybe I want to add arbitrage for cash. So there's lots of little pieces that you're putting together. Yeah. But having an open mind and like just learning each piece, that's really how you grow. Yeah. And, you know, having the membership, you guys made it very simple. And you can tell it came from a lot of struggle. Because oh, yeah. people, you know how we always make the joke if you go in a restaurant and there's some dumb sign that's yes. like, no cats and no right. shirts right. and you read right. it and you go like, what where did that come and from? you know someone did it, it someone happened. brought a cat with it no shirt and right. so you can tell that's a good illustration that the membership comes from you saw the cat and no shirt and now you're right. like hey guys right. maybe look out for this right and that's really important when you're trying to build a business by the way the membership you may not have a shirt. You may not have a cat. Yeah, you can <laughs> do it with your cat and without a shirt. But you're totally you right. We're speaking from the victories right. and the many failures along the way to right. get to that victory. You know, one of my favorite quotes, I think actually Will Smith uses this one a lot. I don't know who originated it. Probably doesn't even matter because people <laughs> quotes get borrowed so much. It's like, who said what? That was Henry Ford. <laughs> not heard it was said by Charles Spurgeon in the 1700s. But um, the quote is basically this, be willing to fail your way into success. Yeah. So you fail, 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 succeed. Yeah. Fail, 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 succeed. But when you succeed, the the overall 
revenue you receive and, and success from that is much greater than the sum of the failures before. Right. That's powerful. Speaking of that, we do have something special for you guys. Should we tell them this special coming up? Yeah, we absolutely should. It's, okay. I, I'm super excited to share this with you guys. So, Hey, maybe you consider selling on Amazon, but you just don't know where to start. Making tons of money while doing the things you love sounds pretty great, but it's so overwhelming. So many videos, tutorials, opinions, when all you need is a way to get started. Look, we get it. That's why Just One Dime made a 90-minute step-by-step training to get you started as a successful seller. Seth has been where you are right now and built his successful Amazon businesses from scratch, and he wants to help you do it too. Go here, justonedime.com slash start. Hey, it's free, so what do you have to lose? Go to justonedime.com slash start. Have a Black Friday through Cyber Monday special. Seth, why don't you tell us what it is? <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that if you click on the link below, it will take you to a page where if you put in this coupon code, JODCAST, J-O-D, standing for just one dime, C-A-S-T, J-O-D-C-A-S-T. it will discount you 357, almost 50, yep, 350 dollars off the Amazon FBA Mastery Membership. What is that? It is a step-by-step training membership that teaches you how to build an Amazon business that works for you instead of you working for it. In other words, you go to sleep, you get up the next morning, what happened? You made money wait, while this you is, were Okay, wait, sleeping. wait, wait. This is my favorite part I'm going to do. It. I'm going to do a Seth Show Your Seller Central. So for those of you who aren't around on a day-to-day basis, I like to bother Seth and <laughs> ask him <laughs> to show me his Seller Central on the fly. And if you were me, you would consider this very motivating. So, wow, it went up since yesterday. <laughs> $32.51,000 US dollars in the last 30 days. And that is up 49% from the previous 30 days. And that is just over over four months. I've already made $200 today. This is a little baby Amazon store. It's not even brand registered yet. Not even brand registered. That's 40 to 60% off the 32,000. Guys, the reason I show this to you is not to be proud and arrogant. There was the longest time, Ashley, where people would say, show me your sales, show me your sales. And I resisted it because they didn't want to be like the guys who flaunt, look at my Lamborghini, look at this. I hate that mentality. But I thought, you know, okay, fine. You want the credibility? There you go. It's there. I didn't, no one handed me a check. I didn't inherit wealth. My parents were broke all my growing up years. They didn't know anything about online. They don't even use the internet. I had to learn myself. I didn't know anything. And I was in my early 30s. I knew nothing about online marketing. Right. I decided to learn if I can do it in my er, from my early 30s to my early 40s I promise you can too so click the link below yeah. or go to justwindam.com slash freedom freedom <laughs> and put in this J-O-D-C-A-S-T it'll give you a 350 exactly $347 discount off of five courses an entire membership a community group three coaching uh, I'll stop there's so much it's ridiculous no there really is and, <laughs> that's and I can say so I like to tell people if you think about it if you're like ooh what exactly is the membership that it's really set up in three levels and and you could this is my interpretation of it yeah is it's it's you yep. teaching and so you and the coaches teaching but then it's also the Facebook group yes the community so you, group you get yep. the community but then you also get coaching yeah so, one-to-one coaching yeah. and live coaching Coaching. This yeah. isn't just a course that's outdated. You're getting live coaching every single week, several hours right. of what the coaches are learning and going through 
and all the coaches have to submit their seller central account and their profit and loss report. So we know they're not just moving money, they're making money. So yeah. they're successful coaches. This is this is key. Yeah. So I, it's if you like need the encouragement and, and I mean, also, there's so many levels that you can access everybody like we answer people's questions here. Right. And so it's like trying to make that community effort is great because sometimes I have questions. I'll put it on the Facebook group or something like right. that. And it's nice to have people that you can sort of like make this circle. So right. I have one last question. Let's do it. We're going to throw it in here because yeah. we did a tutorial on servers. Yeah. So my friend Amy and her mom, Marty, are, are doing FBA. And the question was this. So they already have a Seller Central account, baby account. Mm -hmm. um, Amy's going to be in Europe this coming months. So now starting with a server is great. If you get a server and start a store. Right. If she already has a store and it's small, mm -hmm. um, what is another option? Like what is another option to protect your store when you're traveling? Great question. No need for a server if she already has a store. So all she needs is VPN, which is a uh, virtual private network. There's many different VPNs out there. The one we recommend is called ExpressVPN. We've okay. surveyed a ton of them. I can tell you guys, being in China multiple times, being in London, being in Costa Rica, being in places around the world, this is the most effective in our experience. Okay. It's not expensive. It's called ExpressVPN. I think they give you 30 days free and you get it on your computer. All you do is once it's installed, you just click a button and it'll recommend a city from somewhere in the world and make sure it's a city from the US when you're traveling, especially if it's a baby Amazon store. Right. Otherwise, Amazon might think that, well, you just opened a store, someone in Europe just got in, therefore it's being hacked, therefore they're gonna suspend your account and yeah, fear something went wrong. they're trying to help you. Exactly, and, to and just, to, just to clarify for people with a lot of questions about servers, the reason we taught that is because Ashley being here at the Just When I'm office and us having other Amazon stores, right. if she logs in and we log in, and then she's starting a store with her dad for his separate store. Right. He logs in. Yeah. Amazon's going to think something funky's going on. So yeah. the server is like creating a whole separate computer, a separate Wi-Fi, everything separate, like a whole new identity to keep them separate. So Amazon's system doesn't think it's, doesn't relate them. Yeah. Completely within terms of service. It's just being smart. In fact, you called AWS and they said, good job. I did. I called them. I had a really simple little issue. Like it was like Internet Explorer was active and I couldn't get on Chrome. Yeah. So I just said, you know what? Amazon customer service is great for a customer. So for from the buying point right. on Amazon. <laughs> I like how you uh, distinguish like, well, the I'm buying from the selling. I'm still the customer. Because I know how much um, you guys love the support for the sellers. So I, <laughs> so I called and uh, I did. I, I said, hey, I'm having this issue and they were very helpful. So it's Amazon yeah. AWS. And yeah. Um, yeah, they completely helped me in like two minutes. That's and super he cool. sent me an email. I, I totally did tell him that the reason I had a server was that, that just cracks me up. I was I'm using Amazon store. server for an Amazon store. He said it was a good idea. Okay, okay. You know me. <laughs> I have no filter. I will tell you every I time. I said it, but I have all power to you. <laughs> no, I respect the honesty. And guys, you don't have to get a server right. unless you're in a unique situation. Okay. We were just showing you that on YouTube to give you a full explanation. But a lot of people are like, oh, no, I got to get a server now. Right. No, 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 you don't. If, unless you're in a situation where you and someone else are logging into two separate Amazon stores using the same Wi-Fi, don't worry about it. You're good. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought that was a great question. It might help somebody else. It's I'm excellent. actually going to post it in the comment on the tutorial if other people want to know. But And everyone, thank you for allowing us to take a little diversion off the regular conversation we have. But I, we just got back from China. We really felt it fitting to talk yeah. about it. But as you guys may or may not know, especially if this is your first episode, Ashley 
moved from New York to Texas and she's learning how to build an Amazon store. And she, this podcast series is she's sharing her progress so you guys can get like a real life I'm like, like a case a, study. I'm like a guinea pig. A guinea pig case study. <laughs> guinea pigs are kind of cute. I know they are. They're and acceptable. they like carrots. I like carrots. <laughs> what's, what's the other one called? The big, <laughs> the bigger one? Well, there's a chinchilla. Those are the real soft ones. Okay. And but then, there's another one. It's no, like a, a hamster is the small one. A hamster, and a guinea, that's right. a guinea pig is, is the, bigger one. the big guy. Okay. But they're really... Okay. Anyway. So they're all cute. Guinea pig Ashley Madison <laughs> from New York. She is sharing her progress as we go. So how is it going? What's the latest? And guys, just so you know... She's always been 100% and will be honest with you about the ups and the downs to yeah. give you guys a realistic perspective. What is it like? Yeah. It's so what's going well? What are your struggles? <laughs> How are you, Ashley? So I'm starting in quarter four, which, you know, for a lot of reasons is a hard time to get an account approved to begin with. Because they're busy. They're busy. And I get it. You don't want to do like, who's this, who's this new guinea pig on the block? Yeah. What yeah. you talking about? What She's you want? She's fluffy, but no. <laughs> um, so I, I had several different addresses. So I still have my address in New York. I have my mom's address. I have my dad's address that I filed taxes, the bank account I was using. So I just look like a criminal Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like all these different, just, she's like this digital nomad yeah, with all these locations. That's a great way to put it. And Amazon like, hates that. They, if you're first signing up for a store and yeah. you have like your business address compared to your personal address compared to your bank address, they're all different. And then my driver's license says Amazon system freaks out. Right. Like that song, freak out, they do it. So Sorry I made a, a brief, I, I made a brief attempt to try and put it like it was. And then I said, you know what? Let's not fight progress. So I made a new bank account. I updated my, driver's license yep. and I've submitted all those as of yesterday I, I added everything in and so hopefully that will do the key but mm, the point being is I've definitely gone back and forth with them several times where yeah. they say something it's not the easiest but it's one of those things that you just kind of have to like woosah yes. like let's just try and make it simple so if you are starting out do think about that because you know not saying it was terrible that I had to go do it after sure. but if you're trying to get all your little duckies in a row it is something to think about is to like okay let's get all the addresses the same um that, that's Sorry, my that reference every time I hear it makes me laugh. I don't get it, but it <laughs> seemed applicable. Well, guys, when you are starting your Amazon store, <laughs> follow what Ashley just said. Make sure you take the time to get everything lined up, all yeah. the address, everything before you start. It'll save you time. It'll make right. it easier. And then once you start, what is your next yeah, what are you so most excited my about? dad and I are both, we both registered the stores at relatively the same time. It's super cool you guys did that together. Yeah, it's exciting to have a like a partner in crime on the process. Totally. Like it gives us something to talk about. Yeah. Um, and so we are, the hope is that, not saying that it delays anything, but we're hoping that before Thanksgiving, our, all the new addresses will get approved. We have two accounts trying to get approved we're right. not doing it together and is his uh, through a server too or his is not no his is then because my dad is semi-retired and right. so his is like always going to be registered at the house and this right. and that so he's fine i'm going to be the one that's like coming in and out so we did that for Smart. me um but our goal is to if it's up by thanksgiving when i'm there we want to start doing arbitrage right away so like Boom. that's the first goal like okay we got it cool like let's get in and let's do some arbitrage and by the way ashley and everyone listening arbitrage works really really well around the christmas season i'm sure and especially after it's over everything goes on discount right and you can even take some of that and save it for the next year if yep. it's really seasonal related but it's an amazing time for her. like yeah. it's insane your sales like doo -doo -doo, go way up so we're hoping but like at the point the moral of the story is sometimes you just have to practice patience and teach yourself along the way so like right. we're gonna start with arbitrage but we're still doing the membership to learn sourcing right 
And so you guys will be able to follow along in that process because basically we're going to sell arbitrage, reinvest it into products yeah. and go in that way. So you guys will actually be able to like see this process kind of come into fruition yeah. once I get my account. But I say it to say, don't feel discouraged. Like no. I have Seth and the whole team here with me <laughs> and I'm still waiting for my account to get to prove. So you be just, patient. Yes. you have to be patient exactly. sometimes. Like it's it, You're building it, a business. You're not, this isn't like a, a one-time thing to make a little bit of money. Yeah. We're talking about building a business right. that can make, that will make you a millionaire yeah. that will work for you years down the road. Like again, okay, so I haven't touched my Amazon store. I haven't touched it since I got up this morning. I've already made $200. Let me see if I made more since then. <laughs> $200 and I haven't touched it. Okay, yeah. it's still at 200. We'll get into the sale soon. But 32.51,000, that's insane, you yeah. guys. Like, And again, it took a lot of work to get there, but now that it's, running there's less work i have to do right and i love that yeah no i'm super excited so I, if amazon if you hear me give me <laughs> my listening. account i'll be a really good seller <laughs> i'm like on the internet <laughs> this is my political i'll make a campaign. few phone calls as your new amazon seller i promise to be the best <laughs> i will be the best <laughs> guys political this campaign. is seth kenny this is ashley m lands we are so happy to be here and bring you guys this content I mean, just for your guys' knowledge, there's like zero prep I do. We just riff. We just talk about <laughs> what we're learning. So you get as freaking raw and real as it can be. Yeah. Ashley, any last words of encouragement before we sign off today? For, thank you guys who listened to us on the way to work, by yes. the way. I think that's awesome Super that cool. like we have a good vibe and energy that someone would make the decision to listen on their drive to work. We are in your car with you. We if you just look you. at the speaker, we're inside that speaker. <laughs> a little mini Seth and Ashley talking. Hey, guys. We're the bubble heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Guys, have an awesome day. <laughs> Seth, can you keep it real? I'll see you guys very soon. Bye-bye.